0: All right, welcome back to the World That's Good podcast, fam. Literally have my fam in the house today. We have Bella Rob and Corey Rob in the house. Hey, hey.
1: Hello.
0: <laughs> we are fresh out of COVID 19, so if yes, I sound are, different. Right? It's due to all the craziness of COVID. You're the freshest out. I'm the freshest. Yes. Yes. And I haven't felt fresh in a while, so I'll take that compliment. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we just want to do a podcast and talk about COVID, the effects that it's had on us, and try to give some advice and just... Honestly, our heart to people who are also suffering from COVID or people who have other people experiencing COVID and don't really know how to love them at the moment or don't know what to say or how to help because it is a crazy virus. We don't know all the answers. We are not medical professionals, clearly, but we are three people who genuinely did experience a positive COVID test and we all three did have symptoms. And so we just wanted to share our story in the hopes that it would help some people. First, we'll just kind of start with how we got it. So who wants to start with that?
1: (laughs) Well, Bella, you you should probably start since you were the first one. Yes, I think I brought it to the fam. So me and my boyfriend got it about a month and a half ago. I don't really know who got it first. Probably him. We're not really sure, (laughs) but he got it. I got it. And we didn't know for the first couple of days, actually. I just was like telling mom I have a sore throat or whatever, but I didn't really know. And I was like, ooh, mom, do you think it might be? And mom was like, eh, I feel like it's just sinuses, your weather changed and everything. So I was like, oh, okay. And then a few days later, my boyfriend called me and he was like, Um, Bella, I don't think I can smell or taste anything. And I was like, oh. No. And so we rushed. That's to the, we kind of both the rushed kicker. to the
2: doctor. Well, you had already had an appointment for that day scheduled. Oh, yeah. You had told me like two days before that you had a sore throat. And I was honestly, I have to be honest. I was just like, you know, I'm sure I think we've all like lived with COVID for so long now that we're kind of like, well, maybe it's just allergies. Maybe it's not. And we've made it, you know, we're about mm-hmm. nine, ten 10 months into this. And we're like, we haven't had it yet. So I was like, I don't think you have it. I think it's that. But you should probably test just to be safe, you know. So I had so booked an appointment you had booked an appointment
1: test that day at 12.45. And Jacob had called me like an hour before that. And so we were both like, oh my goodness. So we both went to the doctor and we both tested. But by the afternoon, I was running fever. So we kind of were pretty sure we had it. So we both quarantined and then two days later, we got our tests back, and they were positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once
2: we heard that he had no taste or smell, we kind of went into lockdown mode for everybody else. Yeah, we who, all quarantined. We all started quarantining because we knew we had been around them. We live, like, all in the same neighborhood, so we do live together. And so we have kind of quarantined and kind of done our safety measures together as a family. And so as soon as we knew he lost his taste of smell, not even— Before we got the positive, we we all kind of like went into um, quarantine mode.
0: Yep. And then the next person to get it was mom. Mm -hmm. Mom then comes down with it. She had some... Hilarious early symptoms. She was like <laughs> ravenous. You were like pregnant. You were eating like so much. And then you were like, I think my body is storing up food for hibernation because mm-hmm. you knew you yeah. were about to get it. Remember that was, so that was like an early symptom, I but I don't that- even know if that's a symptom of COVID, but what were your like actual symptoms? So I knew that I had been exposed to Bella,
2: of course. And then once she did get sick, I was, you know, really careful and wearing a mask. And whenever I had, you know, took her food and that kind of thing, but of course still, you know, had to take care of my baby a little bit, taking her the medicine that she needed and things like that. So I knew that I was had been exposed before that point, but. Yeah, I just like starving. I forgot about that part. I was like starving all of a sudden. I was like, why am I so hungry? Maybe like my body is like knowing that I'm about to get sick and I need, I'm going to need the extra like fuel or something. I don't know. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I kind of did the same thing Bella did started not really a sore throat as much as like just stopped up and just like fluid on my ears and kind of felt sopped up. And I actually went in and tested negative the first time. I did a rapid test, which we understand are not quite as accurate as maybe some of the other ones that take a little bit longer, but we did a rapid test. I actually Um, went
0: in with you and did the mm -hmm. rapid test and we both came back negative, negative. but we still decided to quarantine right? because we had been exposed. Mm -hmm. And then I also went with you Mm -hmm. to the other test when you tested positive LGBT. and I tested negative.
2: Yes. So we were living in the same house. So, you know, like we were both exposed at the same time and everything. And so I tested negative on like a Sunday. And then on Monday, actually, the, my first kind of weird symptoms besides just like the sinuses was I had like this real tightness in my back. It was yeah. a weird, like, not kind of a normal back pain. I
1: had that too. Yes. I did too. Yeah, I had that with the body aches and the chest mm-hmm. tightness. And the chest tightness though for me was different because I felt it only when I coughed. It was like a cough and I would feel the tight chest, but it wasn't like a steady. A steady chest pain.
2: Yeah, mine was like a weird like tightening in my back, but it was like my middle back and like kind of like where your lungs are, but in your back. And since then I've heard a lot of people say everybody that we know of have actually had that same kind of feeling and then on Tuesday two days later I started I think maybe I started running fever and that's when I went back to test again because I was like I know I have it and that time I tested positive
1: which me Sadie and mom we all had symptoms but Jacob had no symptoms but the taste and smell some people don't have any Christian had Mm -hmm. fever but wasn't feeling for only two days and Mm -hmm. didn't feel bad at all really honestly he was Mm -hmm. great so you had
0: it Then Christian came down with a fever. (laughs) Well, Dad got it. Dad got it. In there, too. And Christian got it. And Dad did the same thing.
2: He had three days of fever. He lost his taste and smell. He was just kind of like tired for about three days. And then he was fine. He like worked in the yard and acted like he was... Totally fine, but still had some fatigue and had lost his taste and smell, which was super weird. And of course, he quarantined, he worked in the yard by himself, yes. But the losing of taste and smell, we'll have to talk about that one too, because that's a weird symptom. But that is the
0: weirdest. So they all got it, and I was clear at this point. I actually had been quarantining at this point, which would have been a good amount of time to wear I could have left the house if I wanted to, but I went and decided, let me just test again, make sure I don't have it before I go on because I had some work things to do, and I actually tested negative. But I still didn't feel good about it because I was just like, how would I not have it? I've been around all these people, all this stuff, but maybe I don't. Some people just don't get it, you know? And then Christian got a fever and I was like, okay, oh no, here it comes. And sure enough, two days later, I was full on COVID and mine started really with a really bad headache, like a different kind of headache than I've ever had. It was like a migraine like behind my eye. And I've heard a lot of people say they had the same thing, like a headache in their eyes. Like feels so weird. Mm-hmm. Then I got the cough. My throat was like so red and on fire. And oh, yeah. We the, didn't throat talk about the throat pain. Throat. Our throat, oh, throat, my the God. The throat pain was the worst. Worse so than like
1: strep throat. Which mm-hmm. this past summer, I had hand, foot, mouth. Which was terrible. Which was horrible and <laughs> terrible and awful. But the throat from COVID yeah. rivaled hand for mouth. Yeah. It was I mean, for sure.
0: terrible. Mm-hmm. And then like I slept on the couch because I couldn't lay down. Like I had to just sit up the whole night because mm-hmm. and that's the other thing. The weird dreams.
1: Oh my. Yes. dreams. Weird dreams. Well, your dreams while you have fever, I think. And lack of sleep. The first oh, couple the of sleep. nights. Sleep was so sleep. bad. We couldn't no, sleep. F- I was up uh, every hour. No, it was so hour. crazy. Me and Jacob both had it. And Jacob slept like one night from like 9 p.m. to 1 p.m. the next <laughs> day. He slept so long. He was so tired. And I literally was up. I like, Four a.m. That's me. Day. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I four. Um, and like one night, I was up at two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. But you're tired, but you can't sleep. Yeah. I was tired, so I would go to bed early. But then I would be up like at like four or five a.m. I would go to bed at like nine, and then I would be up at like four or five a.m. And I would yep. be like wired, like yeah. But mm-hmm. at nighttime, I would have been so tired. Yeah, oh, and crazy. I think too a lot of like. The lack of sleep was like my throat hurt so bad it hurt to sleep. Yeah, I would wake up and I would be like, I need to get up and make my throat stop hurting. And then the body aches. The body aches. aches I this is this is was the weirdest
2: symptom for me. I think even I mean, there's a lot of weird symptoms. I feel like this is such a weird disease, and it does affect everyone so differently, but. It was like my bones ached. It yeah. wasn't like
0: it's not your muscle. It's, it's your not
2: your bone. muscle. It's your Good
1: growing pain.
2: Yeah, it's like your bones ache, and mine felt like hot, almost like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't want to be too insane. dramatic to be like my bones were on fire, but it no, was. Like, I
1: felt like it lit. My bones felt
0: like a match,
2: really. Kind of yeah, yeah, it was like I a match was lit on my bones or something that was
1: hot. I think I had more of the weakness than like the body aches. Like yeah. I could barely walk. I, I hold was on weak to the too. wall while I walked. Like. The walking, like, I would yeah. walk to the bathroom. And I would come back and I would be like, <gasps> and just like lay on the bed. Like, oh, I just yeah. ran a marathon. Mm-hmm.
0: If I'd even like talk to somebody, I'd have to take a nap. <laughs> I'm <swear, laughs> no. seriously I yeah. so yeah. tired. But yeah, the body aches. The
2: body aches. And that's why I couldn't sleep because like my bones would just ache so bad at night. And then also the body temperature changes. Like, oh. it
1: would oh, my just
2: God. be so hot. And then so cold. So then cold. cold. Then hot. Then yeah. cold.
0: For me, yeah. like, nighttime was definitely the worst because your body aches really bad. And then I was, like, scared of my dreams because my dreams were so vivid and, like, intense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then my throat hurts so bad, so I just, like, dread the nighttime.
1: I was like, no, mm-hmm. I don't want to do it again. And then, like— if you were running fever, you would sweat so much yeah. too? The fever. It's a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was crazy. So these so, are— Also, like, I ran fever, I think, for like 12 days straight. I actually straight. So you only never... ran fever the day that I had to go to the hospital. Uh-huh. Um, and the reason I had to go to the hospital and they didn't is because since I'm pregnant, I also have morning sickness still. Mm. And so, so I've been, like, throwing up a lot and— With COVID being so weak and so sick and throwing up as much as I was, I got very dehydrated. And at this point, when I was dehydrated, my chest pain had gotten really bad, so I could barely talk. And uh, mom felt like she came over to check on me. Which luckily they both have the antibodies now, so they were able to help me a little bit. So that was really, I was really thankful for that. But um, she came over and was like, "You need to go to the hospital." Yeah, um, that was the worst day. I felt so bad for
2: you, and and Christian was. Taking care of you, but he was sick as well at that time. He still had it as well. And so I came out there because I was bringing you food and all that. And I came out there and I just remember you just looked so pitiful and (laughs) your voice was so weak. You could hardly talk, which Bella had done. She was, Mm -hmm. she was very weak too. I remember feeling so bad for her. She was so weak. And I felt it myself. And so I knew kind of what it felt like, but imagining you pregnant with it too was so rough. I mean,
0: I will not even say though, like I didn't even include that in my Instagram caption, like I'm pregnant too, because (laughs) COVID is bad alone. I mean, like pregnancy does add to it as far as the dehydration and the throwing up, but COVID is so bad standalone that you don't need to add anything into the mix to make it worse. But also some of the symptoms that... We wanted to share too that we felt like I like hadn't heard anybody publicly talk about, but like a lot of our friends had experienced this is just the sadness. It's really weird. Like the sickness is one thing, but then. I think just all the physical pain also on top of that feeling, just the loneliness of it and the isolation of it makes you feel this like depression. That is something I've never experienced before, to mm-hmm. be honest. And I mean, I'm not going to cry a lot. And I don't cry a lot. I'm not mm-hmm. a crier. And I know mom experienced the same yes. thing. Um, Bella, we hadn't talked about that, but I mean, so many tears. That's something that I don't think people like really like to talk about. I don't know if it's because they're afraid to or, I don't know, but that was really hard. And since we have shared that with friends, they've been like, we experienced the same thing. Oh, I cried so much, or I always wanted to cry or whatever. It's really a dark sickness. It really is really hard. Also, there are things like your brain is really foggy. And so we struggled even trying to read. I thought, oh, wow, it's okay. I mean, I'm I'm definitely one to think on the bright side of things. So I was like, oh, I have so much time to read my Bible. I have so much time to like study stuff that I wanted to study lately and watch sermons and stuff. But your brain is literally mm-hmm. so foggy and tired that you cannot even read. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. Which feels weird to say, but y'all both experienced that. Oh yeah. That was, that is such a weird, cause they talk about brain
2: fog, but it is such a thing. Cause like, I love to read. And like, of course, if I'm in bed and down and don't, you know, I'm I, like, I would be reading. There, I went like a full week with like, I didn't even read it all. And I'm like, what did I just do that week? It's like Um, your brain, that fog is a real thing. And the depression too, like, I don't know. We haven't really talked about that much, Bella, but I think there's a part of it that it's so isolating because you do have to be by yourself. You don't want to give it to anybody else. You do have to be by yourself and you have to be stay protected. And so there's part of it that I'm sure would contribute to the depression. But I think there's also something in there about just yeah. the emotional roller coaster your body goes through that really brings you down. And I remember feeling like, okay, I had the, like tears right there on the verge oh, yeah. at all times. And, like, and I'm like, I I'm not just a, a just like,
1: I think the biggest word I would say for it was like, I would feel so bummed when like yes. I would be so good. And yes. then like 10 minutes later, like I would feel great. I would like, oh, I'm feeling great. Like, I'm going to do this. And then, like, 10 minutes later, I would feel so horrible. Yeah. I couldn't even stand up. And then I would just be so bummed. Like, oh, like, I yeah. just felt so good. Like, why is it back? You yeah. know? It's like, you think you're you over think it, you're and you're, you're good. not. And it was just, like, bumming. And then, like, too, when I lost my taste and smell, it was like, I would be, like, so hungry. And I would be like, oh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> I haven't eaten all day. And then I would, like, eat something, and I would be like, I can't taste it. It was just like yeah. so bumming. Like yeah. like
2: even that enjoyment of life of yes. like smelling and eating good food, you lose. Yes. Like yep. even oh. that enjoyment.
0: Oh, this is funny. So my mother-in-law, she's the sweetest person. She sent me flowers and like all these gifts and there's a candle in there and I smelt it and I was like, oh, this smells so good. I'm going to try to take a bath tomorrow and light the candle. So there I go. Get the bad water, light the candle. And I could
1: no longer smell the candle, and Aww. I was like, "No, not it's the so candle." <laughs> I have a horrible experience like that. Me and Jacob, I was like, "Jake, I was like, I want chicken strips so bad. Like, I need chicken strips right now. I want them." And he was like, "Okay, we can go get you some. Got chicken strips. I'm so excited." And I took one bite, and I was like, mm, "Those are so good. Oh my gosh!" And Jake was like, "You can taste them," and I was like, "Wait," and I like. Took another bite. I was like, no. Like, my brain thought <laughs> that I tasted them. Like, I just, oh, like, no, made so myself bad. believe that I tasted <laughs> That's it. how I was. And wish. then, like, I took another bite, and I was, like, so sad. That was, the like, one of the points where I was, like, on the verge of tears. I was like. This is horrible. No, nothing is good. I was like, yeah. this is so bad. And I and think it's like, if you lost
2: your taste and smell, like, in another time when you don't feel bad everywhere else, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like be the end bad. of the world, but it's like, you just, you've been alone, you feel everything, <laughs> mm-hmm. your body aches, your throat hurts, everything's a little bad, and then, like, to add that yeah. on top yeah. of it's like, mm, And yeah. the
1: brain fogginess, like, I it's remember, real. I'm in college, and, like, I do online school anyways. And where I was quarantined at first, I didn't have any Wi Fi. So I was like, oh, like what am I gonna do? Like I don't I can't do any of my school. So like email my teachers and I was like, hey, like I have COVID and like I'm so sick and I don't have Wi Fi. And they were like, Oh, it's okay, like COVID just, like, is the ultimate it. excuse. They're class. like, just do it when you can. And I was like, Oh, thank you so much. And then I ended up moving to quarantine somewhere else. That did have Wi-Fi I was like, oh my gosh, perfect. I'm gonna get all my schoolwork done. I'm like, seriously, I'm gonna get all my schoolwork done for the next few weeks. Like I have so much time. And then like I would start to my so homework like, and I would be like, I can't do this. Like my my brain couldn't brain like, like I had like three yeah. papers to write and I emailed my teachers. I was like, I'm sorry, I still can't do it. I'll do it when I get done.
0: Oh yeah. I like to read books at a Bible at the time. I think I read Romans like eight, nine, and ten. I couldn't like I was just like slowly (laughs) progressing. I was like, I'm going to read Acts. And I'm like, oops, still Acts. Like (laughs) (laughs) still Acts Oh,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, man, it's funny. I mean, it's not funny at all. But it's funny now just being like that was crazy.
2: But Willie, back to the taste and smell. So. I actually never lost my taste, not to brag. It was like, things tasted weird, but I didn't totally use it. But smell was like gone. I could not smell anything. So I'm like sniffing things. And then also like, it's kind of funny because like, you don't feel like taking a shower, but you can't smell yourself. So you're like- Oh I'm yeah, like, you're not
1: sure. You're like, you have no clue if you- I still don't have my smell. Very vulnerable. Yeah. So if anyone wants to let me know. <laughs> yeah, and you don't know if you smell
2: bad. If you're like, you'll probably need a shower, but I, I can't smell it. But luckily Willie couldn't smell either. So if
0: you have that moment <laughs> where like,
1: did I put on deodorant today? Like just
0: put deodorant yeah, back cause on. Because you're, you're never, never know. now you that I'm know. out,
1: now that I don't have COVID and I still don't have my smell. Like I put on deodorant like six times a day, and I'm like, I really have no clue. Like, did I do that? Was that today? Was yeah. that yesterday? I'm like, so I like have no clue it's how to make so sure. Okay, to one more like, bath si- Every day,
2: one more super weird symptom that I had never heard anybody talk about that I had was this like burning in my eyes. I don't know if either of y'all had that, Which, but I had that
0: headache the in
2: headache, my eyes. Yes, and my eyes like just burnt so bad, like at night. I couldn't even watch TV because like the light from the TV made my eyes just like so water. Weird. And, um, I'd never heard anybody say it. So I looked it up, like burning eyes. And it's apparently like a very common symptom so is as common as loss of taste or smell. And I had not heard I anybody was like say that it. with
1: like a fan. If like a mm-hmm. fan would be on my eyes it would just like, pour Oh, so pour. weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've learned from
0: this. And I will say it will be my piece of advice to people. If you hear of somebody who has COVID, just be empathetic to each person individually because mm-hmm. different people experience different things. Like uh, we three happen to experience very similar things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because we're in the same family and we have the Probably same the DNA, same genetics, the same yeah. genetics. Um, but yeah, my dad, even though he didn't experience it as bad as us, he also has the brain fog and experienced the sadness and the loss of taste and smell. So we had really similar things going mm-hmm. on. But I have so many friends who, you know… Had like, it and didn't even know they had it, had, or had it yeah. and just lost their taste and smell, or whatever. And so it's easy for people sometimes they would be like, "Oh, my friend had it," you know, "Go do this, this, and this, like pick yeah. up these hobbies or whatever." But like, yeah, I think not when we first got it, a lot of
2: people because people have now, you know, a lot of people have had it and they've heard of people have had it and it was like nothing. It was just like lost taste smell. They're like, "Oh, okay, see you in two weeks," as if yeah, it was people, just nothing. But yeah. it was not nothing. And Trust like, me.
1: Two, I think Trust sometimes me. we can be so quick to like hear someone who has COVID and be like, Oh, well what about well that I saw them the other day? And like the first thing you think about is like, mm-hmm. Oh, well, I saw them the other day yeah. or like, oh I think they were there. Oh, what if mm-hmm. so What if this know? happens? What if that like, happens? Or what if we have to cancel this? But like but like at the end of the day, like it really is hard and it really mm-hmm. is hard on the people. to so like the yeah. empathy really is like it really matters. It, it that was
0: really hard because people would be like, "Oh shoot, you got it. Finally caught you." You know, see you in two weeks, or it'll be like, "Yeah, oh, like oh, the funny stuff," or like, or or people would be like, "Oh, well, you shouldn't have done this, or you shouldn't have done that, or whatever." Mm-hmm. And it's like in that moment when the person has it, like. All they need is just empathy, like, because it is really hard. And, like, we are facing a global pandemic as a world and especially as a nation getting hit really hard. And so there's a lot of people who are struggling with this. There's a lot of people who are in the midst of it. And there's a lot of people who aren't even telling people they have it because they're so either embarrassed by it or shamed by it. And that's even harder because the Mm -hmm. isolation, like we said, leads to so much sadness. And so just be empathetic. Check in on your people. Make sure your people are good. And then I know mom had a good piece of advice too when it came to COVID. I've told Sadie, I think one of the things that did help
2: us through it is that we did know some people who had it and had it really bad, and we're kind of like a support system for them. Like We were like, we're praying for you, checked in and with them, of course, did not see them, but checked in from a distance, and they had it bad. So they were able to kind of walk us through it and say like, yes, like the brain fog is everything, yes, the depression, yes, some of these things, the weird dreams, like some of those weirder symptoms that I don't think you hear about, they were able to kind of like confirm it, and it is helpful when someone can say like, yes, I was there. And I got over it and you're going to get over this too and you're going to be okay. Cause when you're in it, it does, it takes a long time to get well. It takes a long time. And it's not like, you know, some other sicknesses that like, if you have strep, you go get antibiotic and you're better the next day, you know? So I think that was really helpful, just like having somebody. So that is one of the reasons we did decide to do this because we were like, it was helpful that we had, heard of some other people who had it and kind of knew what to expect, you know, like yeah. kind of what might happen. Another thing I want to say too is that we're so thankful that no one else in the family outside of who was in the house here got it. Like John Lee and Mary Kate haven't gotten it. Rebecca and John Reed haven't. My parents, my grandmother who lives in the neighborhood, we were very careful to for keep you. it contained and quarantined. So we're really thankful for that that um, that they none of them got it. And um, and I think that's a really important thing to note. And so yeah. I thought. We definitely should talk about that, you know, like how to protect other people, how to keep other people safe, because we have been in this like for, what, nine months now. So it's easy to kind of get lax and be like, oh, well... Whatever, we're all going to probably get it or whatever. And you know, one of the reasons we did this is because we want to say like, no, this isn't something like you want to get. or you want to take lightly? No. When I had to drop Sadie off at the hospital by herself, that was like one of the saddest days. I didn't even tell you, but like when I dropped you off, I like bawled crying when I left you. Yes, I was like barely holding it together (laughs) until you got out on the door (laughs) because you were you were being so brave and so. I think we should talk about this because like Sadie is like one to, she doesn't really like to be alone. Like she wants to be with somebody, a friend, her husband, of course, or her mom or somebody. She does not want to be alone. And so whenever they said she needs to go to the hospital and we found out that no one could go with her, I literally thought she would just refuse. I thought she'd be like, no, mind, I'm not going.
0: Well, it was actually really funny because I was laying there like, I could hardly talk or breathe. I was just like so dehydrated and I hadn't like said anything. And you were like on the phone with the doctor and the doctor, like I heard her say like, she needs to be admitted. She needs to come in. And then she was like, but she's going to have to be alone. And then you said, oh, actually, I don't think she's good. And I was like, I'm doing it. Yeah, she did. <laughs> I was like, that's when I knew she was a mom. I
2: was yeah. like, because the only reason she that's would go to the hospital by herself is because she has a baby to think about and she is not just thinking about herself. And so like, she, you know, being pregnant, of course, you're concerned about your baby. You want to make sure everything's good with that. And I was like, nope, she's not going. She's not going to go by herself. What's her other options? Like, what else can we do? <laughs> and "He's like, I'll go. And I was like, like oh, I going to guess. see the so baby. Then I'm like, Trying to hold it together and not cry before I dropped her off at the hospital, and as soon as she walked, she because Christian's sick still, so she got out and walked in, and I was just like bawled, crying in my car. I was so sad.
0: That's so I sad. What well, was like the coolest thing ever? Because okay, I like never read this my Enneagram thought of the day, and because like I love the Enneagram, and I get Enneagram Institute emails every day. I never read them honestly, but. That day, like, because I was up at like five in the morning, I like read my Enneagram thought of the day and it was like, autumn is here, leaves have to shed, what do you have to shed to become new? And then the last thing was, let go of your fear of being alone today. That was my literal advice from grandson, so Don't be afraid to be alone today. Mm-hmm. And so when mom told me, the doctor said that, and I was like, I want to go because I want to check on the baby. And I was like, and I'm not going to be afraid to be alone today. It was really cool. I but was it, that was really you. scary to get a hospital alone. So my heart goes out to everybody who has, has to do that to or, do or do is that. doing that currently, yeah. listening to this in the hospital room. That is a very scary thing. And, and you know, I would say as a mom with
2: Bella too, like— That's my baby girl. She was sick. Like, and normally, you know, if like one of our kids is sick, you, you're like sitting, but sitting with them, you're there with them and everything. So not be able to like, cause at at that point, I didn't know that I was sick yet and wasn't. So I was still, of course, trying not to get it. So having to wear a mask and like just drop her food off to
0: her at her door, you know, and not get to just be in there with her is a, is a really hard thing. Mm -hmm. So with all this, protecting yourself is really important and protecting others is really important so first of all we would definitely advise everybody wear a mask like wear the mask that is like the easiest thing you can do
2: to protect yourself and to protect other people
0: Yep, you got to protect other people because even if you're not afraid to get it which i will just say i'm a very healthy person i exercise a lot. I eat pretty good. I Mm -hmm. take care of myself. I honestly thought if I got COVID, it would not be that bad. I thought I might lose my taste and smell or I might be asymptomatic. But no, I had it horribly. Bella, who's 18 years old, had it really bad. My mom had it really bad. And we're- Bella had a bad cough, a lot of chest pain. Yeah, we all did. did And we consider ourselves pretty healthy people. Mm -hmm. And so don't think that you know, you're just going to be fine or it's okay yeah. if you get it or whatever. And I know that the, you know, death rate is like 98%. Like you won't pass away and stuff. And, th- and that's amazing. I'm glad that that's true. But it is a really tough sickness that you don't want to get. And, and there's there are still vulnerable a people. Lot of people who have passed away with it. And that is, it's so sad to see those numbers rising
2: it's as so well. Sad. And it does
0: still happen. You don't want to get numb to that, that that really is sad that even though the death percentage isn't as high as maybe it could be, it's still 300,000 people mm-hmm. over that have passed away. And that's really sad. And a lot of people are experiencing a death of a family member right now. And so even at that, like, be empathetic be sympathetic reach out to people you know don't come with all your facts and everything you think you know or you read or you saw because there's a lot of this that we just don't know
1: yeah it was really eye-opening too because once we knew that we had it we had thought back to the past week and realized we had been around his grandmother which was so scary and she did end up catching it which she made it through which was awesome and but it was scary to and think like she got like, pneumonia yeah, and she was had very pneumonia sick. too and she was really sick and it was really scary and a lot of people were praying for her she ended up being okay but it was really scary to think that we had been around her and we gave it to her Mm -hmm. not knowing that we had it obviously at the time we didn't know that we had it but we could have been more careful so I think that's something
2: that like I've learned in this and noticing because like whenever Bella told me she had a sore throat I was like oh it's probably just allergies but I think that would be the advice that I would give to people is just like if you think that like Even if you're just like, Oh, it might just be allergies or if you have any symptoms, just stay home. Just like wait it out, you know, or go ahead and get tested. Don't be like, I have the sniffles or my back hurts or I have a headache or I have something, but just keep going about your life. Like if you have even the slightest symptom, you know, it's just not worth it to be out and Mm -hmm. about. And I think that's something I learned that while we've worn masks the whole time, we are careful when we're out in public, we wear masks when we go into church, we wear masks. We are careful about the way we live. It's not like we've been just kind of like, oh, willy nilly, Mm -hmm. we don't care about this. We have been very cautious and we do believe in wearing masks and think that it's a really good way of
0: protecting people and keeping us safe. Also very respectful to people to wear a mask because that's what people in a hard position, if they are more Susceptible to getting this or at a higher risk. It's embarrassing to, you know, wear a mask if nobody else is doing it or they might feel left out, but like just wear a mask because, like we said, it's not just old people who are at risk, which, yes, they obviously are the most at risk, but also like pregnant people mm-hmm. are definitely at risk because you don't know how nauseous people are feeling or how much they're throwing up, which leads to dehydration and that can be really scary for the baby. And then also, people and like my brother who has asthma, like we were mm-hmm. really. Really worried he was going to get it or mm-hmm. a lot of underlying factors can play into how bad it is and even on top of that here's three people who just had it really bad who would just not wish this upon anybody no, right. so mm-hmm. just take care of yourself and also like i know one topic we want to talk about was just the sympathy which we've talked about a lot even posting on instagram we have so many people that reach out and say they're praying and they're with us and Truly, that means so much and we felt that. But we've also had some rude comments <laughs> um, and opinionated comments. And again, that just goes back to that empathy, like... You really don't know <laughs> how people got things, mm-hmm. what happened, what the story is. And you know, at the end of the day, even though we will stress to you, wear masks, protect people, we also have chosen to live our life in a sense where we are around our family and we are around some friends and we aren't gonna live in fear, but at the same time. Even though we're not living in fear, we also have to live responsibly and respectfully to people around us mm-hmm. and protect them. And so these are just some of our yeah. two cents we've gathered from COVID. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else to add? I was going to say we've heard it a lot, but like we've seen it very evidently in our family, how
2: contagious it really is, you know, because like mm-hmm. I said, we, we have, you know, been cautious. We've tried to protect ourselves and try to do the things, but like once one person gets it, It is so highly contagious. And even though, like, you know, Bella got it, then we were like, okay, we're going to mask. We're going to be careful. We're not going to be around her. But we were had already been exposed, you know? And so, like, Mm -hmm. it is just so highly contagious. It's like from one person, another person, another person, another person. Mm -hmm. And we're so thankful that now we've, like, stopped the spread within our family. But it just goes to show how truly contagious it is. And so, like, one person can make a big difference if you're the one who's like, okay, like... I feel like maybe I'm, I might be sick, go get tested, go, you know, quarantine until you know for sure that you don't have it. But before that, be mindful and thoughtful, wear your mask and um to protect other people.
1: And I think too, another scary thing is like, it doesn't just affect you right then. It can take a week or so for it to come into yep. you. So like, mm-hmm. you really might have it and you not even know. And like, Even how she said like it is so contagious and as it is so contagious, like this has been now six weeks Mm -hmm. past of like people getting it It wasn't like Mm -hmm. we all three got it in the same two weeks. I got it for two weeks and then mom got it for two weeks Mm -hmm. and then Sadie and Christian got it for Mm -hmm. two weeks. So it's been very like a long journey of so many people having it. Because it can take a long time.
2: Yeah, that's another, I think, a really good point. is like, if you know that you have been exposed to somebody, I've heard people doing this. They're like, oh, I've been exposed. So I went and tested two days later and I don't have it. So I'm fine. No, No, that's not true. I had two negative tests. Per the CDC guidelines, if you have been exposed, you have to quarantine for 14 days. And so like, if you've been exposed to somebody, you know that you've been around somebody, don't just like two days later, go do a rapid test and be like, okay, I don't have it because you could still have it. It's just not showing up
0: yet. Yeah. Lots of things that go with COVID. (laughs) But if anything, what we wanted to do and why we wanted to do this is because like we even said earlier, one of our things that helped us the most was having somebody to relate to And for me, like, my mom had a lot of friends who had had COVID and had similar symptoms, so she was able to reach out. And to me, I was able to reach out to mom and Bella. And honestly, like, there were times where I would be so upset and I would just have to call mom and be like, I just need to talk you through my symptoms right now because I'm feeling really like I'm feeling anxiety about them or I'm feeling nervous about it or I'm just feeling like I'm crazy and it would really help. And so we wanted to help be that person for some people who you might not have somebody in your circle. You might not have somebody in your life who... Can relate to you, Here's us throwing out all of our symptoms at you, and maybe you know you've been that person who's kind of just been hard-headed about it and just been you know all the facts and no empathy, and that is just not the way that Jesus tells us to live, and honestly just not helpful, yeah, and so just be kind, be empathetic to people, and also at the end of the day, I would also say too, if you don't know Jesus. In these times more than ever, I would encourage you to get to know Jesus. It's so nice to have a savior and a point of hope in the midst of a really trying time and someone who says, even when you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, fear no evil for I am with you. Those things are actually really comforting when you do feel very alone or you feel very sick or you're in the hospital by yourself. And so maybe you've never turned to the Bible, you've never turned to Jesus. I would encourage you to do that now. And you might say, Sadie, how to do that? Well, if you're holding a phone, download the Bible app, go to YouTube, look up some people. You can look up Louie Giglio. You can look up my messages. There's so many amazing speakers that you could listen to. And also the Bible app will give you encouraging devotionals. And so those are some of our encouragement to you. Our heart goes out to you. And we hope that you learned a little from this and that you feel a lot of love from this. Three girls from COVID. We out <laughs> Coronavirus crew. <laughs> Love y'all. Bye. Thank you so-